Welcome or welcome back to the Variety Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad, and today I want to talk about Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War, Episode 7. The train keeps chugging along. Without further ado, let's start the show. starts with a flashback of a younger Captain Yamamoto talking to someone named Sunshui. He sees a painting on the wall and Yamamoto tells him about the first time your watch came to the Soul Society. So we come back to the present. Captain Yamamoto falls to your watch in battle. The other captains can feel it. And when I first saw it, I'm just like, man, I still can't believe my man Yamamoto was fighting a freaking, uh, freaking imposter the whole time. That blew my freaking mind, I swear. So we see Captain Yamamoto fall. He basically gets um, the whole top half of his body cut off, basically. And the other captains, they felt it, and they were just like, man, you know, I'm like, I was just like, dude, I'm st- I was still surprised, like I said, about him fighting a doppelganger. Well, not a doppelganger, but him fighting an imposter, excuse me. But I'm just like, man, what? Because when I, now in hindsight, it felt too easy. It felt too easy. And your watch, he wasn't really aggressive like that. That's another thing that kind of piqued my interest. He wasn't really aggressive like that. He just kind of let Yamamoto just let out all his, you know, the east, uh, north, south, east, and west. I call it the Compass Bankai. That's that's my nickname for it. Um, after the Captain Yamamoto's death, more foot soldier Quincy show up and continue the bloodshed. They like, yo, we gotta, you know, now that he's really dead, the head captain, we could just come in and just run rough shot for real now. And um and we go to Ichigo, he's still trapped in his prison. He can feel the soul reapers dying. He's just like, no, no, don't die, don't die, don't die. And I'm just like, man, this episode, and this is just the first few minutes of it. I'm like, man, this episode probably gonna be depressing, man. <clears throat> so Ichigo, he finally gets released from his prison because he kept doing the, you know, guess who got Tencho, just kept trying and kept trying. But someone on the other side helped Ichigo break out. It was one of the guys from the research and development um center headed by Captain Mayuri. 
So it was one of his one of his uh, men who helped Ichigo get out. So he finally gets released and he, you know, quickly joins the battle in the Soul Society. And he goes and he's talking to Byakuya, who's man, looks like he's on freaking death's door. I hope he don't freaking die, man. I hope he he, he finds some way to get up out of this, man, and, you know, get back, you know. And then he and we see Byakuya, he's, you know, he's down, he's in a bad way, and we see him and he's just like and we see this moment of, of vulnerability, he's like, man, He's crying, and I'm just like, dog, we've never seen Byakuya like this. Because I remember watching, you know, Bleach the first time when I first started watching Bleach. You know, Byakuya was a stand-up dude. You know, he was he, he was always on his stuff. He was always doing his thing. And we hardly ever saw him, probably never saw him really get smoked like this in battle. So I'm just like, man, what the freak is going on? And he's, you know, he starts crying and he tells Ichigo, man, can you please protect the Soul Society? And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. These Quincy's is not joking around, man. And Ichigo, he, you know, he goes and confronts the big man. You watch the king, the king himself. And Ichigo, he powers up. You know, he asked him, like, yo, are you the man that's causing all the trouble? And your watch like, yo, man, I'm, yeah, that's me. That's me, fam. I'm I'm doing it. So, you know, Ichigo starts off. He's he's pissed. He is pissed, man, because you see all the, the destruction, the death, the dead soul reapers around. So he just he just pissed, man. You know, and it and they and they going tit for tat for a few for a few minutes, then it looks like Ichigo gets overpowered, but he overwhelms it because of he gets he gets some t- uh, he gets try to get stabbed in the neck, but he counters with some type of Quincy, some type of Quincy powers. Uh, I forgot the exact name of it. And you watch he goes and tells him. Oh, so your memories um, from deep in your core are starting to awaken. You know, and, and he tells Ichigo that the, when you was in the jail experience, you know, you was releasing explosive amounts of sp- uh, spirit pressure, you know, with the Gesuga Tencho, and bits of your spirit pressure was left behind, and it got mixed in with the Quincy spiritual pressure, one of the guys who made the jail in the first place, you know, drawing out memories within Ichigo's own spiritual pressure, unlocking his dormant Quincy powers, pretty much basically telling Ichigo, you are, you know, you are um, part Quincy. So that was pretty much how Ichigo got saved because he was in the Quincy jail and him releasing um, explosive amounts of spiritual pressure with the guests who got Tencho, it got mixed in, you know, little bits of Ichigo's spiritual pressure got mixed in with the other guy. That's That was a Quincy. So his memories, his dormant powers, you know, opened up. And then he, your watch was like, yo, you're, you're basically a Quincy. I know about your mom, yada, yada, yada. So I'm hoping we get more explanation on that because... Um, I made a missed that part when I first watched Bleach 
they I believe they did explain a little bit, but I have to go back and watch it because I was sitting there with my jaws dropped like, oh, you know, but I heard, you know, through through the fandom that Ichigo was he's mixed with a little bit of everything, you know. So but when I heard the king tell him that I was like, yo, are you serious right now? Then you watch, you know, he tries, you know, to kidnap Ichigo. You know, to take him back to his hideout in Waco Mundo to try to get him to join their side. Because as you remember, he deemed Ichigo a special threat. So if he could switch Ichigo to his side and, you know, use him again against the Soul Reapers, that'd be freaking insane. That, that would be insane so but you know he tries to kidnap him but it, it it didn't work he him and his you know companions they reached their limits somehow when he met with Eisen <clears throat> when your watch met with Eisen to try to get him to come to his side so he tried to recruit Eisen and Ichigo you know somehow he says Eisen altered his senses and I'm just looking at it like Eisen, you badass, you know, MF for you, you know. So you locked up, you know, restra- restrained, sitting in a freaking chair, and you still able to affect people when they come and see you. That is insane. That is freaking insane, man. And um, I can't wait to see. Uh, more of Aizen in this war arc because I just know a character is like Aizen who is one of the most you know in in terms of villains is mo- one of the most beloved villains in all of anime. He's he's got to come in and put in some work for the for the arc, man. He's got to, man. Now that we've seen you know glimpses of him, so he's he's got to come later on in the arc and and put in some work, man. Then after that. You know, Ichigo, he gets up, then he tries to attack your watch and his men, but one of his, um, one of your watches, the comrade he was with, he instantly attacks Ichigo and snaps his sword, and then after that, your watch tells Ichigo, you know, get stronger, we're coming back, and I'm just like, dude, are you serious right now? It's like these Quincy's man the writer he 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 really made these guys a threat to where the soul society they look like they're helpless right now but I know it's not going to stay that way it they look completely and utterly helpless man they look helpless when you looking at it from the first couple of episodes you thinking like yo what what is going on with this like the soul, the soul reapers are. They can't win. That that's the way it's looking, you know, from my point of view. Because I'm not, I haven't read the manga or anything, so I'm just looking like man. But the one thing I know about anime, whenever you think it's over or it looks too dark or it looks too bleak right now, somehow, some way, they always turn the t- turn the tables. But I'm just waiting, man, because man, because right now it's looking like the Quincy's are up on the Soul Reapers like 
50 to 1 right now. It's looking really bad, man. It's looking really bad. And the your watch guy, the king guy, he's hey, this guy is freaking insane, dude. I just can't wait to see how they defeat this guy because I know they're it's going to be crazy how they finally defeat this guy cuz I know they're not going to be able to do it. They go that's it's going to take a lot of a lot of effort to beat this guy, you know. So I'm just excited. I'm just, you know, watching the arc just excited for each episode. Each episode, man, this each episode is getting crazier, dude. So I'm just, you know, waiting gearing up you know just man this arc is freaking insane dude so that's pretty much my review of thousand year blood war episode seven be on the lookout for episode eight coming in a couple of days so i will have my review on episode eight in a couple of days but i would like to say I appreciate you guys for listening, and I am your host, Rashad. This is the the Variety Pack Podcast, and I am out.